If any of you have ever wanted to get started on a garden or wanted to heal that disconnect from nature, uh, want to uh, plant a, 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 even a small little herb garden, anything like that, uh, it's hard to know where to start. You know, we've got all these ideas and visions and then we have a, a reality of, you know, how do we, where do we start? How does this happen? And uh, so for you guys, we had a, an amazing conversation with a gentleman and a doctor named Ben Page. He's a chiropractor and he's currently living in Argentina. And his journey, his story of becoming a chiropractor and finding his way back to the garden, finding his way back to nature and how he helps people understand this relationship. And uh, it was such an amazing conversation. One that is so prevalent for the time we in, we're in. I mean, I couldn't help but reflect that maybe one of the core things that's that's wrong in the world right now, one of the reasons why there's so much struggle is that we've completely lost that connection. We're so uh, accustomed to being in the cities. We're so accustomed to having some level of control. We're, we're not wearing our, you know, wearing, we're not in our bare feet on, on the earth and really getting all those negative ions that we need in order to heal the inflammation of body and so on and so forth. And uh, so you're going to love this gentleman. You're going to love this conversation. He's deeply passionate about teaching and educating people on the importance of this reconnection and, and healing that disconnect uh, that all of us, most of us are feeling. And, and there's tips and strategies in this in this call you want to tune into. You're going to want to check out his website. Uh, it's www.pastosverdesfarm.com. And you'll learn a little bit more about his book called Playing in the Dirt. And uh, he has a beautiful backstory that shares some of the, the early you know inspiration that allowed him to find that reconnection. So there's so much wisdom and beauty and uh, resources in this podcast. I'm excited for you to tune in. So without further ado, uh, enjoy. Welcome to the Health Ignited Podcast with your hosts, Dr. Nick and Sonia Jensen. We are partners, parents, business partners, doctors, yoga teachers, and retreat leaders. We promise to bring you real conversations to awaken and ignite your potential to live your best life possible. Join us each week as we dive into topics varying from brain health, biohacking, hormones, and longevity, to relationships, parenting, meditation, and more. Together, creating community and building stronger foundations for the generations to come. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Health Ignited. I'm here solo today. Uh, once more, my wife is busy on other calls and whatnot. Uh, so I get to just pick the brain of our amazing guest. Uh, I'm so excited to have a conversation with Ben Page and I'm just gonna introduce him here a little bit before we get started. Uh, him and I got a chance to connect just online before we got onto this call. And you know, I have said this before and there's something magical about getting to meet your brothers and sisters uh, on the same path as you in different parts of the world that are doing, you know, similar but different things. Uh, and you just start start to realize just how, you know, close and yet how far away your community actually is. And it's an opportunity to meet people doing amazing things in different parts of the world. So uh, this gentleman is a father, a husband, a wellness gardener. You don't hear that very often. That's an important point, which we're going to dive into much more detail. He's also a chiropractor, author, and a podcaster. He's on the mission to bring the garden and our connection to nature and earth into the forefront of our journey for greater health and well-being. He believes enjoying the earth beneath us and the sun above us is the only way to achieve sustainable health as an individual and continuous sustainability for the human race as a whole. 
And you can find him, you know, you're going to want to check this out probably while you're watching the podcast, but make sure you go to www.pastosverdesfarm.com. So P-A-S-T-O-S Verdes, V-E-R-D-E-S, farm.com. And without further ado, Ben, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for bringing me on the show. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited to be on the show. And real quick before we get into the main, so that webpage, so it's Pastos Better This Farm. The reason it's Pastos Better This Farm right now is because when I first started this whole movement, it, that was my farm. The name of my farm was Pastos Better This, and we were raising chicken on pasture. So the first big movement was us selling chicken, chicken on pasture. And it all started with me raising it for my family. And then what was left when what was left over, we'd sell to our patients. And then what was left over that we would sell to the, to the, to the public. But that's why it's, that's why it's pastos about his farm. We're actually in the, we're trying to figure out how to, how to change that because at the moment we don't have a farm. Hopefully I go, right. hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I can get back to farming because I, I, I love farming. Now I'm just a farmer in my backyard, but, but yeah. it, it was an, it was an, it was a beautiful experience that we'll probably talk about a little bit here, but that's why it's a little bit difficult. The, the, the webpage. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, on the webpage is important because when people land there, they're going to find your book and, and the book is called playing in playing with the dirt, or playing in the dirt, right? Playing in the dirt, playing in the dirt. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you've been on a journey, man. We, we got a chance to figure out that uh, you got some Argentinian heritage. And by the way, you know, you heard uh, Ben say pastos verdes. Uh, I mean, it's beautiful when you say it, I'm kind of butchering it, <laughs> but clearly, you know, you got some Argentinian heritage and you were pulled back to Argentina. I'd love to just, you know, if you could develop the start of that conversation of what brought you down to that part of the world. It was, it was right after, it was a year after we started the, the, the garden, our little farm down there. It, it was in Southern Utah where we had our little chicken farm and it was all based off of Joel Salatin's work. Uh, mm. I, I basically followed his work word for word from his book. And that's how we started raising uh, birds on, on, on pasture. And, and there's a year into it and, it was, it just kind of worked out. I mean, the family, our kids were still young. We wanted to try it. Um, there was no chiropractors in Argentina. Like I was talking to you before at the moment, there was only, there was three. So I made a four and then eight months ago, one left. So it's, it's down to three. So it's me in one city. There's two in the biggest city, Buenos Aires. And there's, and, and there was one in Cordoba. I don't know if he's still there either. Uh, there was two Americans, one me and another American. And there's two Argentines that, that, were, that had graduated from, from, chiropractic faculties in the United States and they're down here. So it was very few. Well, let's take chiropractic down to Argentina since there's not much chiropractic down there. So uh, we came down here and, and like, like you said, in heritage, my mom is Argentine. So we came to the city where she was raised in Rosario. And now we're just living right side. Out. We're, we're living just right, right outside of Rosario. So we left the city because the city's no good. So we left the city and we're, and we're in the suburb. Well, we're in a city about, 25 minutes out of out of the main city of Rosario. And we came down here to, to, to bring chiropractic to Argentina and then to continue building what what we're trying to build this this beautiful community online. Wow, it's amazing. Tell me so so Ben's a family man. So tell us a little bit about your family and and why that, you know, what that transition was like, you know, with a young family and um you know, why was that so important to you? And, and I, I love if if no one's checked out Joel Salatin, if you've never heard that name before, he's kind of like if, if you ever were to plant a garden, you should probably read his information first. Um, but yeah, tell us, tell us what it was like bringing a family down there and why that was so important to you. Well, my family, well, my, no, my, my wife is also Argentine. So oh, okay. that's, so my wife is, that's a, that's a, that's a beautiful story. I mean, I came down here with my grandma 
to visit her family. And then while we were here, my mom's cousin introduced me to my wife. Wow. <laughs> and that's and that's how it all started. And and then well, we lived in the States for quite a many years. And then and then we had two kids. Yeah, and I consider probably the most important role in my life is as a father, I'm trying to be the best father I can. I have a, I have a teenager right now that doesn't really care much to be around me. I like most teenagers, <laughs> he's 15 years old. And then, and then I have a, then I have a beautiful little 11 year old princess that is just adorable that we still, she still asks me to read to her at night. So wow. all fathers out there that are, don't, don't waste that. If your daughter asks you to read to you or your son, don't say no because it goes by way too fast. So she's still. So we're reading a book. We're reading Percy Jackson right now, chapter oh, every man. night, and, and and it's one of my. It's one of my. And it's one of my favorite moments of the day is is ending the day, being able to read a chapter of Percy Jackson to my to my daughter. But yeah, I do consider that my most important job is being a father, and I'm trying to be the best father I can. I fail many times. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm on that. I'm on that. I'm on that journey of becoming the best father I can be. But it's a beautiful journey. Oh man, I, so much, so much resonance here. So you know the the author, right, of Percy Jackson. So we're reading the Magnus Chase series right now with my boys, and and you know just completely mirror that that night or that the time of day that I have with my two boys where we read those books together. It's it's magical, and the questions that one asks and and the other one just kind of being like, "Shut up! I want to listen to the story." So all this engagement that happens. But uh, yeah, I tell you what, you know, uh, at sometimes it can be like, "Oh, I got to read another story," but you get into that mode of being the father and really like having your boys or your, your daughter, or whoever it is, you know, squeeze tight, squeeze up tight and get that story. in. it's, it's magical moment. So, so obviously you're, you're a beautiful family, man. You've got this incredible story of meeting your, your bride to be, you know, on a trip down to Argentina and then brought you back to, to your, your, I guess your, your roots. And, uh, and you had all this, you know, experience with Joel Salatin and creating a farm in the U S and, and so tell, tell us about your connection to nature and, and why that's so important. And why do you really want people to understand why that's so important? Awesome. Um, yeah, my connection to nature starts with my parents. Um, I, I have to always, I have to always say thanks to my mom and my dad. Um, at the moment, I wasn't too fond of it when I was a kid. I remember probably complaining more than actually working in the garden, <laughs> playing in the garden. But, but those moments, I look back at them now, and those are defining moments in who I am today. Um, not not just not just the nutrient dense food that was grown, but the work ethic that was built into me by by my parents taking me out there and helping, allowing me to help in the garden. Uh, sometimes forcing me to, but now I stay allowing me to because it was such a beautiful opportunity. So it all starts then, but we did move. We did move to the city eventually, and it was tough to have a garden. My parents continued to try, but it was really tough due to the heat and just the small area that we lived in. So I kind of went to the, it kind of went to the, into the side for a couple of years through my adolescence, but as I was going through college and the difficulties of of life and college took me to a point where I was pretty, pretty low. The boulder on my shoulders was taken, was, it was almost impossible. I couldn't get it off my shoulders. And it was in chiropractic college where I kind of got back into a term. I don't know if it's still used, but it was called modern survivalism in this time. And, and I was trying to prepare for those small disasters that could be in life as a student, which was very difficult. And, and the garden kept on coming back. The garden kept on coming back. And, and it, it was something that I hadn't done. But my parents had 
raised me in the garden. And so my last, my, let's see, I was yeah, my last year in chiropractic college, which was in Iowa. So if anyone knows Iowa, I mean, you just throw a seed and it'll, it'll sprout because it, it's, it's super, it's super fertile there. Um, I was, I was one to grow something. So I found two planter I found two flower pots thrown out into the trash and I went and asked the owners if I could take them and like, sure, take it. So I found two flower pots. And then also while going on walks with my wife. And at that time we had one boy, our boy, and he was just a baby he in a stroller. Uh, we would find, we'd, I found wood thrown out for, for the trash also. And I would go to the owners like, Hey, do you mind if I take this wood? And like, sure, take the wood. So I took that wood and I built a planter box that was about two feet long, about one and a half foot deep and about one foot wide. And, and then it had, it had two legs. So it kind of sat on my, on the windowsill. And that was my first garden. That was my wow. very first garden all by myself where I, where my parents weren't like the, the one that started, this was something that I started and I, and it started, I started tomatoes and peppers and eggshells. That's it. And, and I was so excited that I had way too many tomatoes to, to plant in these two little, three little planter boxes. And I ended up planting them all anyway. I was like, no, I'm going to plant them all. I can't let none of them die. So I planted them all in there and I ended up having, and I didn't know any better. I didn't know any better. So I was like, they started wilting. So I just started buying miracle Grow, and I started spraying with miracle Grow, the best miracle Grow I could find out there just to keep the plants alive. Cause there were so many bunched together. And I ended up getting a lot of tomatoes and the peppers, but, but that moment, cause, cause I was really, really low in that moment. We could, we could call it emotionally sick. I was really emotionally sick. I was having such a hard time, uh, staying strong emotionally. And it's funny how it works because physically I felt strong, uh, but emotionally I was sick. And I remember, and this is how the book actually started. The book actually started because I remembered those times of when it was 10, 15 minutes, just out there hanging out with the plants, watering the plants, taking the fruit and eating the fruit. It felt, I felt good. I felt good emotionally. It was. It, I didn't have that that terrible pressure of of the past, and I didn't have that terrible anxiety of the future of all the debt load and, and the future of what the future was bringing. But when I was in that garden for for some beautiful reason, it felt great. And, and as I started to study and everything, I realized that when I was in that when I was that little teeny garden, like I'm saying, just teeny little garden, those 15 minutes brought me back into the present moment and allowed me to forget about the past completely, allowed me to forget about the past. It allowed me to forget about the anxious, the anxiety of the future and allowed me to be in the present moment doing something good, growing food, growing food for myself and for my family. So that's what kind of started the whole journey behind playing in the dirt is, is the way it in helped improve my mental well-being because I was, of course, then I, from there, I was able to at least take the, the rock off my shoulders, well, that boulder that I couldn't, and then through using other practices that we'll probably talk about here too, I was able to finally get out and start to walk and take those steps again and, and, and kind of be Ben again. And, and but it, it all started with that, those 15 minutes of, of peace, of being in the present, doing something good, in the garden. And then from there, I haven't missed a season. I haven't missed a season. And it's funny. Well, like I said, we'll probably talk about it here. I've never missed a season. And, but at the same time, I'm eating less and less vegetables. You might ask why we'll, we'll probably get into that, but I don't stop gardening because it's not just the nutrient dense food. It's, it's what it does to us 
physically and emotionally being outside working with nature there, there's 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 an emotional health to it that is beautiful and that's one of the main reasons i want people to to get into gardening to to to, to be able to experience the emotional and the spiritual benefits of of being with nature but as I well, I'll just tell you the, the reason I, I as I continue to progress in what I believe is proper nutrition, I continue to believe I continue to read and, and learn that the actually meat, meat and fats are the basis of our diet. So I eat less and less vegetables and I give more and more away and I'm eating more and more fat and vegetables. We can dive into that later if you'd like to, but but that's that's how it all started. That's amazing. I love I love how you talked about how your the the beginnings of you know playing in the dirt as a kid and you know and not necessarily working in the garden but eventually it turned into that as you got more and more an influence influence from your your grandparents but I couldn't help but like just see the circle of life that's happening like you know the circle of life that happened when you sort of reconnected to to the garden again but also the circle of life of the planting that's when you were a kid and then seeing this bigger circle arcing you back to that early childhood experience to remind you of you know who you are essentially and, you know, that's, it's like, it's like you're getting, you're cultivating that energy again of like really getting back into nature, you know, grounding and all that stuff. But you're, you're in this place of play and creation and, and uh, really appreciating this whole circle. And I love how you told that story. That was, that was brilliant and beautiful. And, and you know, and so not, not that we have to get too much into, you know, maybe, you know, what the trauma was you're going through. I think that's maybe a conversation for another time, but um, I'd love to, to see how you, you know, took your early childhood experiences. And then now you're taking this information of like embodying this experience and sharing it with, with others. Like, how are you transmitting it? And obviously it's happening in a book and whatnot too, but uh, I'd love to hear like how you're, you're influencing people to, to bring this back in their lives. The best, I mean, I'm just trying to be the best example I can be. And it, it's neat how you talk about my my childhood. One of the reasons that I believe that I, I'm one of those people that just doesn't get sick. I mean, I, I don't remember the last time I've, I've felt sick. I mean, of course, I've had all those normal childhood sicknesses and, and all those things, but I, I'm one of those people that doesn't, just doesn't seem to get sick. And, and it all goes back to who, what I did as a kid. Um, I remember as a kid, it's a funny story. And, and at, at first, when I was writing about it in my book, I, I, I didn't know if I could believe it. I was like, did this really happen? So I, I wrote my older brother and I asked him, did this really happen? Because it just, it sounds surreal. And, and he's like, yeah, that happened. And I was like, how did we have these big mounds of dirt in our yard anyway? He's like, oh, dad bought those big, those big mounds of dirt to level to level the, the backyard to plant grass. I was like, oh, now it makes sense. But what we did as kids is we would take these shovels and we'd dig tunnels into these big mounds of dirt and we'd play like ants. Mm -hmm. So we were basically in the dirt. We were basically in the dirt. I mean, we were inside, outside. We'd go through these tunnels and we'd make tunnels go up and down and through. And I remember one time my brother's going through and it caved in on him. So we had to, we had to yank him out of there. I mean, I, I, you, people listening to him, I was like, oh my gosh, where were their parents? It's like, dude, I'm so <laughs> glad my parents let me do that because yeah. that's who I am today. Thanks to, thanks to be able, being outside and, and, and enjoying and, and doing all those things that we did as kids, but being out in the dirt was one of the main reasons why I have an immune system that's strong as it is today, because I was, I was around all those microorganisms that my body was able to assimilate and be able to form this 
immune system, this defense against internal and external foes, where it just doesn't bother me. And it was all because I was playing in the dirt as a kid. And as I continue to play in the dirt as an adult and being around all those animals, the chickens and the pigs that we had at home, the goats, I remember playing with the goats and my face all black due, due to playing in the coal. I mean, all these things of us being dirty. I mean, it's, it's so special. It, it builds us. It builds us internally. And, and most parents nowadays, they're like, no, don't go outside until you have shoes on. No, let your shoes, let your, make your kids go outside without their shoes on, force them to go outside without their shoes on, let them play in the dirt, let them, let them play in the dirt and then eat something with their dirty hands. It doesn't, it, it, all that bacteria, all those microorganisms are only going to build them up. 99% of them are beautiful and they just want to help us. And, and, and it seems like we've kind of got away from that and we're scared of everything. We're trying to sterilize everything, but no mother nature and all those microorganisms and that ecosystem that we're involved in, even as a kid will build us to who we are today. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity that I had as a kid to be able to play in dirt, in mud, in, in the garden and with the animals. I I mean, it was it was it was it was an opportunity that that gave me the opportunity that helped me build who I am today. So I, I take that and I try to help and I try to help kids go play in the dirt. Don't be afraid to take your shoes off. I I basically live barefoot. I don't I don't. The only time I have a shoe on is when I have to go to go treat patients, and I would prefer not to have the shoes on, but they'll think I'm crazy if I'm I'm treating without <laughs> my shoes on. So I put shoes on for them. But any other any other time of the day, you're going to see me at home anywhere outside. In winter, I'll have a coat on, but I'll be outside barefoot. I'll be barefoot. Of course, we don't have cold winters like you do have, but but yeah, I'm barefoot all the time. And and what I try to do is I just try to help people understand first through example, and second through through my personal experiences that I've lived through that it can be, and it's probably the best way for each and every one of us to reach who we are health wise. We're all different. And that's what makes life so beautiful, but there are certain things that we all need and it'll all demonstrate differently. And what we need is we'd be different in certain maybe amounts, but we all need certain things. And if we provide those certain things, we will thrive. And, and if I can do that, and if I can help other people understand the importance of these few things that we need to put into our body and make health as simple as possible, we'll thrive. And, and nature's provides it all. Nature provides it all in the right amount and in the proper way. Yeah. It's beautiful. You know, we're, we're collectively experiencing a massive disconnect, you know, obviously this past you know, year and a year and a half or whatever. And um, I can't help but think, you know, part of the core issue is that we've lost this connection in nature. I, you know, how many kids, I mean, even us are, 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 we were living more in the city when our kids were just, you know, going through their toddler years. And then we eventually moved out into the suburbs where we've got a garden now and space for them to take the shoes off and run around. But we were living, literally living on a busy street. And most people are in that situation where they don't have that connection to nature. And, Categorically, we we sterilize our environments, as you were saying before. We we get more isolated. We lose some of that community, that culture. So many people are so distant from nature that they're you know they they live more in a mechanical world, and we're detached from biology. We're detached from the spirituality and the you know sensuality in which you in which you're speaking. So how do you help those people that are there's so much disconnect? There's so much maybe you call brainwashing. There's so much conditioning that they've just got no experience of what nature means other than, you know, going on a hike every once in a while. Oh yeah. And that, that's more common than not nowadays. Yeah. yeah. I mean, most people live so far away from earth because they're, because they're, they're living in buildings. They're living third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh floor. I mean, they don't even, when's the last time you actually 
touched soil. I mean, most people are just walking with the soles of their shoes on cement or on asphalt. I mean, the majority of the time, yeah, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's not easy because the, 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 the way people live today, yeah, it's, they're basically, but like I said, I just, I recommend just like how I started flower pots, flower pots in a planter box, just something where you can be, you can participate in nature. I mean, if you can grow one tomato plant, you're participating in nature and it's beautiful. It's so beautiful because then you got to see it. You got to see the fruit grow and then you get to take that fruit of your labor and enjoy it or even more beautiful, share it, share it with somebody else. I think one of my, one of the favorite things for me in the garden is, is, is sharing the produce. I love when people come over and I can like, lately I've been giving away, uh, uh, fava beans because we've had lots of fava beans and I've never even I've ne- this is the first time I've ever even grew fava beans I had no idea what to do with them so I was giving them away to as many people that wanted them and then I finally made a, uh, a stew out of with them and it was, it was beautiful I loved it I was like well I should have kept more of these and made more stews <laughs> but but uh, and then Swiss chard so we don't eat a lot of Swiss chard but I had Swiss chard growing in the garden well take it take it um, beets same thing take the beets but just being able to start and grow something and and be participate in nature that changes you just 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 start small some people just start with herbs in in their in because they have no place all they have is their windowsill you buy just a small piece of soil i mean a, a small a small planter uh, flower pot soil and, and put a herb in there and just watch that grow and then then and then what and then be able to take that harvest and use it participate in health and participate in nature it, it that's the first step and after that You'll eventually move out of the city and go, and go find a place where you can garden because it just it's just it just continues to grow. Oh, one more, isn't it? oh yeah, and one more thing is is composting too. I mean, I think I think composting is is so important, and people can make it so difficult. It, this ratios, yeah, there is a perfect ratio, forty to one, but don't worry about it. Just compost, just compost and flip. So whatever is whatever you have that is organic throw it in there and just flip it and it'll it'll eventually turn into something very beautiful something that's incredibly beautiful that will that will nurture all those plants and will make them dense in nutrition for you and your family and your loved ones uh, it's a composting don't throw anything away that's organic throw into a compost pen and if all you have is is your is is your is your is your apartment and underneath the sink well, that's where you start. That's where you start. Just throwing and just keep it moving, keep it rolling. I mean, every week or so, move it, let let it get aerated, and it'll turn into beautiful black, what I call gold, because that's what keeps us alive. Man, I'm gonna do that. I can't wait to do that. You know, we we have a little organic bin, and like you said, we've got the garden. But I, I, as you're saying this, I'm like, I can't believe I haven't yet set up a compost. So, you know, in your book, you go through a lot of like tips and strategies and things like that. And obviously the, the compost bin must be a part of that discussion, I assume. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's step one. I mean, that's step one. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if we're going to, if you're going to, if you want to, if you want to return to nature, uh, start composting. I mean, that's cause that, that's where we become, that's where we become part of the circle. That's where we take what's that was, that was what was dead and we put it back in the soil so soil can live again and give us back. So compost is because it's, it, we have to be regenerative. We have to build the soil. Every time we take something out, we have to give two times back. And the only way to do that is through composting. So we have to compost. We have to throw all our organic material back into the soil so it can give us what we need. So yeah, it all starts with that. 
Okay, I got another question for you because I mean, this is great because this is some how to stuff for people to start to implement. Um, so we've got a yard, and I, I, every time you know, I listen to Joel Salatin or you know, I listen to someone else, you know, teaching on gardening, I keep thinking of the how do we t- turn our yard into a food forest and create more of a biodynamic kind of experience and do something different, not not just focus in on the lawn and you know, do we pull up some of the you know the nice hedges and bushes and put an apple tree or something like that in? And I mean, that's where I'd love to see our our little nature reserve that we've created here in our, you know, relatively small space, but there's room for something. Uh, what would be like another step? Say someone actually, they, they move out of the city, they found that reconnection to earth, they're starting to plant, they're starting to create their, their compost. What's something that maybe people can start uh, doing in the yard after they've got their, you know, their first garden box outside? Slowly, but surely build more, build more and do it barefoot. Make sure you're barefoot when you're out in the garden. Don't put your shoes on. Take your take your shoes off and, and enjoy the enjoy the earth on your feet because we'll talk about why that is so beautiful. But continue. The less grass we have, the better off we're going to be. The less grass we have, the better off we're going to be. So just continue to grow and and one box at a time because you never want to grow too fast because the gar- gardening is not easy at this. I mean, but nothing good is easy at the same time. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna have downfalls. You're gonna have m- moments where you completely fail. I still, I'm, I mean, last year I, I planted, I'm not going to, I planted probably thousands of seeds and I got 30 to germinate. I mean, it was just a total failure uh, on, on, on seed germination because they were older seeds and I was trying to get rid of them. And one thing, so I was, I was like, well, what works, what works? And I was, and I ended up having very few of what I wanted this year. um, A little different. I'm planning we're, we're turning we're so we're, we're we're turning into spring we're in spring right now so i right. so i have all the so i got so i'm trying something totally new this year i'm doing pure melons honeydews like cantaloupes honeydews watermelons and squashes and and summer squashes the majority and then i have a couple of tomatoes and a couple of jalapenos but the majority of my garden this year is completely different and then i have then i have the the squashes the beans running up the corn but other than that i mean i'm i'm going almost all squash and melon this year I mean, and wow. cucumber and cucumber. So it's, so we're always changing things up, but if, if, if you have, if you have the space slowly, but surely grow. And then if you have the space and they allow it, bring in chickens, bring in an animal, let them help you do the work. I mean, that's their job is to help us in the garden. I mean, we wouldn't have to weed if we had chickens. I mean, let the chickens take out the weeds and, and, and then fertilize it and then put them back in their bin. I mean, so these animals, they have a very specific job and they would love to do it if we allowed them, but a lot of times we keep them cooped up and they're not allowed to do their, do their job or we just don't have them in the first place. But if it's allowed, if it's allowed slowly, but surely bring in animals too, because they're a very important part in what is this ecosystem, this ecosystem of sustainability is, is having, is allowing the animals to do their job too. Mm. I'm sure you've watched the documentary, Biggest Little Farm, or maybe you haven't. haven't. Oh, it's I great. I mean, it kind of talks about, you know, creating a biodynamic farm and bringing in the different animals that support, like say an overgrowth of slugs, they brought in the ducks and, exactly. you know, and, and then there's a over overwhelm of rodents or something. And then they brought in the little owl houses and the owls came and they cleared things out. I mean, it was, it was such a beautiful representation of what happens when you, yeah, you, you start to cultivate nature and allow it to do what it's supposed to do without as much intervention where we as humans are all about intervention. Like we're seeing that now everything's well, we have the fix we're going to fix everything and like obviously we're failing that in such a big way um so 
Now I want to talk about community because you, you know, you, you, you're creating a community uh, through your book, through your teachings, and you're bringing in this, this amazing lineage of shamanic teachings with uh, Miguel Ruiz and the four agreements. And you're kind of bringing people into this circle environment and container to really learn this stuff, embody it and, and understand that sacredness and the history of that shamanic tradition. Talk about community a little bit and why you felt like that was an important part to uh, what you're delivering to the world. Community, I mean, human beings, we are a species of community. We can't thrive if we're not in community. We can't. And I, I learned this I learned this in, in business-wise and also in a beautiful way, nature-wise. And in business-wise, I learned the hard way. I was like, no, I can do this myself. I can do this myself. I'll just read all the good books and I'll, and I'll figure it out all by myself. And I realized this does not work. You have to build a team. You have to build a community. And it's the only way that we thrive as human beings. We have to be in community. And these last 18 months has been, has been a lack of community. And we see the, 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 the skyrocket in, in emotional, not wellness, not well-being. And we can see it because there's less community. In my book, I talk about an, ex- an experience of, of community building using nature. When Before I lived in the city and I had absolutely no place to grow food besides I had six planter boxes in my backyard because the whole backyard was cement. And then my front yard, there was no yard either. It was, it was, it was the piece of land be- between the sidewalk and the street. That's all I had. And it's like, well, I'm going to use it. It's not mine, but I'm going to use it anyway. And so I started building that soil that it was, is about eight feet by eight feet. And I started building that little piece of soil and I started planting in that soil in the front yard and everyone would walk by and say, like, what are you doing? I mean, it was, it was a, it was a great conversation starter. It was a great community builder. I mean, uh, it was not so many people would come by and that, and that's how the conversation started. It's like, so what are you doing? I'm building, I'm, I'm planting a garden. And then the, the next question was always, but don't they come and steal it? It's like, yeah, the majority of people come and steal it, but at least I got to take some of it. And, and then we would just, and we'd get to know each other. So I was, I was building community in my own neighborhood. Thanks to the garden. Thanks to to nature, thanks to being a participating in nature, growing a garden. One of the guys, his his name was Ugo. I'll never forget him. He would come by and he would talk to me all the time, and he let me know that his 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 wife was not doing well. She was sick, and he was whack, he was home taking care of her, and he wanted to help her through through nutrition too. And he wanted to start a garden. So thanks to that little opportunity, I was able to help Ugo plant his first garden. And wow. I met, and because he, he did have a backyard and he was able to plant a garden and, and grow some nutrient dense food for him and his wife that was, was not doing well. She was, she was sick physically. And, and that was, and that, that's how we built community. It was all, it was, it was just my neighborhood, which I probably would have never got to know these people if I wasn't outside playing in the dirt, playing in nature. So the com- nature or the garden can bring together bring us together as a community and and when we're outside in nature experiencing nature helping regenerate nature the the experience is like tenfold it's it's beautiful the, the what you experience with other people in nature is is beautiful and that's why a lot of people go out and they camp or they have these retreats where they're in nature because it's it's tenfold what you experience when you're in nature as a community yeah and i'm also as you as you bring it up i'm I'm building a community online too but that that community also goes goes back to nature and 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 we talk about the importance of what is 
nature in our lives and how we can thrive by using nature. And I always come back to the garden because it helped me so much. And the garden's just it, garden's just an edge of nature. And it's 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 our little part where we can we can we can we can help nature if we do it properly thrive and it's that edge of nature that we get to work in but yeah i'm building a small community it will it's a small community but hopefully we can grow and 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 really help other people understand like like my mission is bringing the garden our connection to nature and earth into the forefront of of who we are and for greater health and and well-being in in its totality i love that i mean since moving out to where we did uh, I mean, our neighbors are phenomenal. We love our neighbors dearly. And we've learned so much uh, about gardening from our neighbors, because like I said, we just didn't really have that access when we were living in the, in the city. And, you know, I, I would spend, you know, 30 minutes here, 45 minutes over there, like just going from my car to my, to my home, which is just in the driveway, because we start a conversation about the garden and like tips and tricks and how to, you know, optimize, you know, you know the, the the watering or the cutting the grass like what you know how do we how do we cut it and just being outside but there's it's it's this community aspect that really brings people together just in in that those nurturing conversations with nature and i you know i'm so thankful for um everything you're sharing because i hope that it inspires people to recognize when we're in anxiety and when we're in chronic stress even inflammation there's this whole impact of being connected to the earth and reconnecting getting your maybe your vagus nerve and your parasympathetic nervous system reconditioned you as a vitalist kind of focused i'm i'm, I'm guessing just based on how you speak chiropractor and talking about that innate intelligence talk about that connection to the planet and like maybe what it's doing physiologically speaking yeah we we the the disconnect between humans and 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 nature's one of the main reasons why we are in this situation that we're in of of a true pandemic of metabolic disease of what we see as like the heart problems the diabetes the obesity the real problem they're talking about the real problem that it's the disconnect from nature i mean all we have to do is is connect with nature again and all of that will will decrease in in, in ways that we can't even imagine it's it's all in nature disconnect and the first step is so simple uh, like I said, if you're going to garden, go outside barefoot because our feet are like the roots of a tree. I mean, naturally, our natural way to decrease inflammation is standing barefoot on the earth. The reason is, is there, I don't know if maybe you've talked about it on, on your on your podcast. I haven't listened to all of the episodes, but the whole what a, what a free radical is, it's a, and it's a molecule that's looking for an electron. And if it, it'll, it'll find that electron anywhere, even in even in tissue that is that is that is uh, that is uh, a tissue that is that is that is that isn't sick, it'll it'll go and it'll destroy tissue to find that electron, and it'll cause more and more inflammation. And what we found is that the Earth has a naturally negative charge. It's it's full of electrons due to all the all the lightning bolts in the center of the in the core of the Earth. The the surface of the Earth is naturally negative so it's full of electrons so we just standing on the earth allows those electrons to penetrate and they start to neutralize those free radicals or they they decrease inflammation at a global level and we're all we're completely i mean the main almost all sickness goes back to inflammation even the mental sickness it just it's 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 inflammation in the brain so if we can decrease inflammation which the earth wants to help us do that but we have this incredible disconnect where we either wear shoes where where that that 
plastic or rubber sole doesn't allow those electrons to enter our body, we just continue to become more and more inflamed. So I talk a lot about our ancestors and how they lived and they lived barefoot or with, or with some type of uh, skin around their foot. So skin from an animal, some type of leather, and those electrons were allowed to pass through. And they also usually slept on the ground. So not only were they standing on the ground during the day, but during the nighttime, they were laying on the ground, allowing those electrons to naturally decrease the, the amount of free radicals in their body because we we form free radicals just by just by moving our body, just by eating, we'll form them. It's natural, but we also have a natural way to to neutralize them. And it was the earth. And we've moved away from that. We, and so decreasing inflammation naturally is go touch the ground, just be out on the earth without your shoes on, with your hands in the dirt, and you will naturally decrease inflammation. I mean, that, that's, that's probably one of the main reasons why we're so sick is inflammation. And then not talking about all the terrible food we're eating. So if you're out in nature, you're, you're eating food that's nutrient dense. And, and not only that, we're decreasing stress in, in various ways, not just the way that just not grounding, but just like what happened to me, being able to be in the present moment and not worrying about the future, not not thinking about the past and everything that you might have not done right and wishing that you would have changed. Um, but all that decrease in stress. And then the stress of not knowing if you have food tomorrow because you can lose your job today. You can lose your job tomorrow and we don't even, or you could, your business can go under tomorrow. I mean, having that, having that guard and knowing that you have food, maybe not enough to to give, to have a, a proper diet, but you have something out there that you know is going to give your, your, your family and yourself some type of nutrition is such a great way to decrease stress and overall inflammation in the body. So the, dis- the disconnect from nature is, is the main reason why we're, we're, we're living through this pandemic of metabolic disease. And by returning to nature, it changes everything. And, and when I say return to nature, I mean, be part of nature. I mean, be part of the ecosystem, build her up. Don't destroy her. We need to build her up. So if we build her and, and I talk about it in the book. So if we can build up the soil and make the soil more fertile, then, then the nature will help us. We, and like you were saying, we can't destroy, we have to be part of nature. And our job is to is to work with her and to build her. She always wins. There's no way nature will, you, we might win a couple battles as we can see in, in, in monocrop agriculture, agriculture, we can see that we, that we've won a couple battles here, but we're starting to find out that, well, the pesticides, now nature's going to win out uh, the herbicides, nature's going to eventually win out. And so all these, all these, all these small battles that we won, well, it's going to get to a point where nature's going to say that's enough and, and she'll eventually win, or we can do it on our own. We can start rebuilding soil each individually in our homes by composting. And then if you have a bigger farm, we'll start changing your practices too, slowly but surely and get into practices where you're actually regenerating soil instead of decreasing the topsoil and killing the soil. We can change this around. And as a, as a, as a human population, as humans, as community, we'll become a lot more healthy. So yeah, w- returning to the main point is just nature disconnect is probably the main reason why we have so many problems uh in health uh, today yeah yeah i fully agree with that i love how you described the whole journey and i can't help but laugh you know patients that come to see you and me and you know all the other allied health professionals that are out there and they're like you know how do we get a pill to, to bring down the inflammation what kind of antioxidants do i need like 
Is it vitamin D? Is it vitamin E? Like we keep looking for these things outside of ourselves. And, you know, we were forgetting to your point, the, the most important piece is not enough of us are actually doing that. I know in the summer, that was a sort of priority. The boys saw me take my shoes and socks off. We're like, guys, we're getting in the garden. We're pulling weeds. We're, we're having fun. Our shoes are off. Socks are off. And it's, it, you're right. It's, there's something very different about doing gardening or cleaning the yard. Even it could be anything with your shoes off. You just feel like you're much more integrated and in part of the cycle. And, and, you know, I can't uh, yeah, reiterate that as, as eloquent, eloquently as you, but it's absolutely beautiful in, in, in our experience. And then being able to, you know, entrain or support our kids in that experience as well. Um, and, yeah, go ahead. And add one more thing. And, and not only, not only anti, not only does it decrease inflammation globally, but it, it's, it helps us walk better. It helps us strengthen muscles in a, in our feet that we don't use anymore. Yes. It helps us uh, if we've lost our arcs, it helps our arcs come back because we start to strengthen muscles that we haven't used for years because they're, they, they don't, because they're stuck in a shoe all the time. It helps us with our proprioception and how we, in our equilibrium. I mean, walking bare feet is, is there, there's, there's so much good to it that there's just no reason not to do it. Not, not just in, in just, then we can talk about how it protects us too. And I mean, it protects us from all the, the all the, all the ways that do us no good. It, it basically puts us into a, put, puts us into a protective bubble when we're outside barefoot, all those, all those waves, they just can't penetrate. It, it's, it's incredible what the earth wants to do for us, but we, 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 we don't allow her to do it because we, we live inside on floors that are ceramic and we, and we have soles on our shoes that don't allow the, the earth to, to do what it's supposed to be doing and that it's done for millennia, but we don't allow it to do it anymore because we are advancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly it. Well, you brought, up, you brought up something I think is really important, very timely, and that's that with all this human intervention and, and, and there's some obviously amazing advancements in technology and medicine, it's really exciting to see, you know, what, what we can create. There's, there's no doubt about that. And, and I think both of us would agree. I mean, even just being able to have this conversation through technology is incredible and we should still get outside, but we do see a phenomenon of nature always winning. And we're seeing that with antibiotic resistance, the overuse of, you know, certain uh, antibiotics and whatnot. And we're seeing that in this world of virology with this immune escape. Like it doesn't, you know, our mechanisms are not working. It's not one size fits all. It doesn't work for everybody. And that's why there's escape and nature always finds a way. And it's really critical that people, you know, sit back and reflect on, okay, you know, there's only so much I can control in my world. Like I can't control the EMF. I can't always control, you know, you know maybe it's a, it's a monetary thing. I can't always buy the best food, but we can, we can slowly but surely find our way back to nature so we can rebuild our bodies from, from that connection. And, you know, I love that you brought some, some awareness to that today. Uh, just, just so important. Um, any, anything else that you want? I, I want to leave with a question before we end uh, the call. But is there anything else that you feel like, you know, you really want people to, to understand about this connection and maybe how to get started and, and that kind of thing? There's one more thing. And it's the garden and nature is a great way to put weight against our muscles and our bones too. Mm -hmm. We're not doing that enough anymore. Uh, yeah. way, we don't. So a garden, a shovel is a beautiful tool. It's a beautiful tool. We can, we can put weight against our muscles and our bones and do natural workouts where we are moving. I mean, some of my best workouts were me and a shovel and a pickaxe and a bottle of water and trying to 
trying to trying to dig through the caliche of of Las Vegas. I mean, I remember. I mean, just incredible workouts. These are and these are hour long workouts. And it's sometimes I would I would go down maybe a couple inches because the caliche. I mean, if you ever worked in caliche, it's like rock. It's like rock hard, and wow. it's so hard to break through. And not only that, but then then you get the other end of it. So you get that you get that that workout where you sweat, and then you get the other just this nice, calm, slow movements of planting new plants into the soil or planting a seed. And then you put yourself into positions that you usually don't. You open up your legs and you bend over. You put, you're putting yourself into positions that people just don't put themselves into. You rotate. So you rotate left and right when you're using a shovel and stuff. And then you see these, these, put these, these, mov- these movements and positions that we just don't put ourselves in anymore because we've gotten so accustomed to chairs and, and, and the countertops being at a certain height and everything, we just don't move in the way we used to. And getting out into nature will help us move and, and most importantly, put weight. I mean, there's I have here in where I right now, there's a there's a there's a post made out of quebracho. And if you in this wood is I think it's gotta be one of the thickest woods in the world. Because if you this post, if you bought it in pine, it'd probably weigh about two pounds. But this thing weighs like 70 pounds. No joke, it, it's insane. So it's so, so nature can also be awesome weights yeah, that's a <laughs> so barbell I, right there <laughs> I, I put that th- and i put that thing and I, and I and i get it on my shoulder and i can i mean that's a that's a pretty good workout for squats i mean i mean so so you, you can find things in nature to also put against your body um i use my bags of compost and i carry them around my yard knowing because they're also heavy because i put them in in well it'd be in in spanish kilograms uh 15 kilogram bags so I mean I think it's about thirty pounds, and she and and then I can grab two of them. And it's, so you can use nature to put weight against your muscles and your bones to become strong, because if we're strong, we won't feel pain, we won't be injured, and if we're flexible at the same time, because it puts you in, the, we won't feel pain, we won't be injured. So again, nature can be the answer to all these things. It doesn't have to, you don't have to go to a gym or anything. I mean, you can just get back out into nature and, and decide to to dig a hole in the ground and plant some plants. Uh, I, I'm imagining you starting a yoga channel with your shovel and your, like, here's, here's your, you know, spinal twist and all these different things you can do with, you know, or hit, hit workouts, <laughs> garden <laughs> hit workouts, man. That, that could be not a part of membership. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, ben, it, it's, it's such an amazing uh, chance to get a chance to talk to you today and all the, all the incredible things that you shared. Uh, something that we, uh, we ask our guests at the end is, you know, if, if tomorrow was your last day and you wanted to leave an imprint on this world that it really embodied the, the teachings that you share, um, what would be that message that you'd want to share? And, you know, maybe it's to your kids or the next generation to come. Um, what, what would that be? Lately, it's been time is too precious for us to be wasting it on the little things. Uh, as, I, as I grow older... And I'm pretty young still, but but as, as as years pass by, I realized that there's so many things that I worried about, and we could go. And unfortunately, we were able to get into all of that. We're gonna do another but, podcast with you on the Doctor yeah, Dads. So nice. I'll reach out for that. And now I was I haven't, but time is so precious, uh, and and use your time as wisely as you can because it goes by way too fast. So if we can, if we can find a way where we can truly enjoy each moment in life, that's the most satisfying 
there's nothing more than using your time in a way that you feel that you've used it in the proper way. I mean, we're not going to be perfect, but remember that time is precious. It's, it's, it's one of the few things that we can't get back. So build those relationships the best you can build those relationships with your kids, build those relationships with your wife, the, 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 the people that, that are around you and try to use your time as wisely as possible. And that's, what's been on my mind. These lately is trying to use my time as wisely as possible because it goes by way too fast. That's amazing. That's such a good message, especially right now. You know, uh, so many of us are stuck in that, you know, if only things were different in the past or, you know, oh shit, what's coming around the corner. This world is crazy. I'm scared. And we, you know, we're living in that future anxiety. It's, um, it's a reminder to really, you know, appreciate those moments. And, and there's nothing like appreciating a moment as, as being in nature, you know, to all the teachings that you shared today. Uh, buddy, how can everybody find you again? You know, please share uh, the website, you know, how you, you go to awesome uh, Instagram page, all the, <laughs> you're sharing all the things you're growing and it's just colorful and beautiful. And you can see, you know, nature in action in those posts that you share. So please uh, let everyone know where you can, you can find you. That's the best way. I mean, Instagram, Instagram, my name's Ben page DC at Ben page DC. That's the best way to get to get to know me. Uh, well, get in contact with me. Of course, there's email Ben page at DC, Ben page DC at gmail.com. But if you want to get in contact with me, the best way is Instagram. And then my webpage is like you said, pastos better this farm.com. But if you want to get in contact with me, yeah, Instagram is the way to go. Ben page yeah. DC. Awesome. And uh, your membership, you have a membership tied to your book. So, you know, after people, you know, watch this, they're obviously going to want to read the book. I can't wait to get my copy. Uh, we're going to study that before next growing season, make sure we're well-prepared. Um, and you've got this membership. So if you could just tell people a little bit more detail, you know, it's this, this, this program, this like a uh, mentorship experience that they get to be in and you follow along the book, but if you could share some of the details as well, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. The, in it, the membership is we, we take the book and we dive, a lot more deeper. So we put it into action. So we take what we learn from the book and we put it into action. And like you're saying before, and then they're, they're three month increments. So we, we take one of, one of the, the four agreements from Miguel Ruiz and we, and we involve that into the three month increment. And so it usually lasts a year, but then we just keep on growing and it just, the next year is even better. And the next year is even better. We just keep on growing better and better and better. And the people hopefully is, is, is we can just continue to grow and we learn from each other. I mean, it's not me. I mean, we learn from each other. I mean, that's, that's what I love about it is we we're learning from each other, but it's, it's, we take the book and we dive deep and we dive really deep and we take, and we try to put everything that we learn into action. And then we have each other to call out. It's like, Hey, are you doing this? Are you doing this? Yep. And so, and we, so we stay active and we're trying to, we're trying to build a community where we where, where we're, we're building our, ourselves the best way possible. So physically and men mentally and spiritually as strong as possible. Yeah. So needed right now. I mean, that's great. Cause I mean, who, who's like, you know, listening and you've read the book, like, Oh, that was a great book. And then you just kind of don't do anything with it. I mean, I mean, especially when there's some technical pieces and there's some fails that people might feel when they first start gardening and yet the accountability is so nice. Uh, having a mentor to say, Hey, I've been there many times. Don't stop. Like this is, this is a part of the journey. You gotta, you gotta get through this piece. And, you know, especially with gardening, if, if we're new to it, if we've never had that history, like you did the, the, what is actual, like an actual garden, beautiful garden look like, and how do you cultivate and nurture it? So, you know, those are all the things that someone's going to learn when they're in, in these programs and be able to put things in action because a book is just a book until we can embody it. And that's, that's what you're doing. I love it. 
Oh yeah. So we're learning, we're learning all that. And then at the same time, we're learning how we dive into how and why it does, why it helps us so much. We dive a lot deeper into the whys too. So well, you, you're you bringing kinda, that Cairo. Uh-huh. So, so that's, what's, that's, what's so beautiful about it. We really deep dive into like, why, why this, what is it? How does it do this? Why does it do it? So, mm-hmm. and yeah, and, and, and nature's the answer. So if we slowly or rapidly dive into her, she's going to give us 10 times more what we give her. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. So as the little bit she gives us, and I've noticed it with, this with patients too. I mean, me as a chiropractor, what do I do really? I mean, I, I, I just, I just allow the, the, the body to communicate so it can heal itself. It's not me. I'm not healing nobody. It, it's, it's, so if I, if I can help the patient understand that this is what you need to do uh, and just these small tweaks and it's crazy how great you begin to feel. I mean, the little things we do, the body gives 10 times and nature's the exact same thing. If we just give a little back, she will give us abundance. And it's just like how our body is. We're all, it's just like we work in the exact same way. It's the beautiful, this beautiful ecosystem. And I see how patients just small tweaks and me just, me just allowing, allowing the central nervous system to communicate with the peripherals and, 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 and our environment. And all of a sudden it's like, wow. And yeah, that's you. You, you are healing yourself. I didn't do anything. You're doing it all. And it's beautiful to see how it's possible. And in nature, she wants to give us back too, but we have to go and knock on the door and let her help us. Yeah, I love that. It's a beautiful analogy. Ben, you are a genius of a man. And thank you so much for doing the work that you are doing in this planet. And your, your children are blessed to, to be uh, fathered by you. And I look forward to seeing you again. Like I said, let's have you on another podcast because uh, there's more to dive into, obviously. So thanks so much. Uh, blessings. Hasta luego, I guess you'd say. <laughs> much love sí. to you, brother. Yep, nos vemos. It was great. Thanks for having me on. I had a great time. Awesome. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Health Ignited podcast. Be sure to download, subscribe, and share as we build this conscious community together. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and our website, drsjensen.com. Please note all information on this podcast is not and should not be taken as medical advice. Please see a healthcare professional to receive the care needed. Thank you for sharing this time with us, igniting your health freedom. And welcome to the tribe. 